Maurice and I would like to take a little time to thank Robert Rogers and all the folks at Parks Motor Sales for sponsoring the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today special guest podcast. When you need special treatment during your next new or pre-owned vehicle purchase, visit Parks Motor Sales at 919 Nashville Highway in Columbia or visit them online at parksmotorsales.com. Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yow. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Coming to you live from the Lee Company Studio right here in Columbia, the Front Porch Sports Headquarters, WKOM 1017 FM. Also gracing the airwaves of Eagle 94.5. WZYX in Franklin County. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. And as always, I, I'm sure Al and the gang are getting ready to record um, Southern Middle Tennessee Outdoors. They'll record that tomorrow, and it'll play on Thursday at 1.05 and again at 5.05. Mm-hmm. And then it's 7.05 a.m. on Saturday morning, which is – that's early. On a Saturday. <laughs> no, well, but the thing is, you know, the people who are if listening to that, if you're on your way to the lake or if you're it's on your way to the deer stand or whatever else, you can um, check actually, it out. Actually, on, yeah, at you're seven, a, you're probably already there. Either. Okay, well, and, and there you go. I just showed my ignorance because I'm not on my way to either. The deer stand, you're probably on your way home. Out. Yeah, <laughs> so you could be all the way the out. deer stand. Okay. Or ho- the, hopefully, you're on your way to clean it. You're all the way to feel clean. Been, it, so. you know. But the lake, yeah. I yeah. mean, seven oh five on a Saturday morning is a good time. So listen to uh, to Al and the gang. They they give you a, a bunch of great information on Southern Middle Tennessee outdoors. Again, that's on uh, Eagle ninety four five in Franklin County WZYX Radio. Uh, you can also hear them worldwide on WZYXRadio.com. You can hear us worldwide. FrontPorchRadioTN.com. Watching us on Twitter and on Facebook as we are excited to bring in our third consecutive guest of the day. Because I'm going to be honest with you, I don't know who wants to hear me and Mo talk anyway. I mean, not for hours at a time. (laughs) So it's much better when we can bring in the experts uh, like running polls podcast co-host Marin Angus to talk about the women's college world series. So Marin joins us on the parks motor sales hotline for the second time in during this, this college, women's college world series tournament. Uh, we're excited to have her. So Marin, welcome in. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, but, uh, you know, I'm in a great mood. How are you? I think you're a little, Not you're good. a little upset. Yeah. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> it's Okay. It's okay. Hey, look, uh, clearly, you know, I, I was not expecting Florida State to come in and be as dominant in the circle as they have been. And outside of that first game, they were pretty well dominant. So congratulations to the Lady Seminoles. 
<laughs> right? It, it was. I was talking to. I was actually talking to my mom about this last night. I said, you know, the funniest thing about Florida State is that nobody really considers them for a national championship because the ACC is still like the, the little sister. And then you're in Oklahoma, so you've got a bunch of people who are obviously pulling for Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And then when you look at the matchup itself and you look at the pitching staff for Florida State against the pitching staff of other teams, last night the three pitchers uh, that threw for Florida State, two of them were transfers and one was originally committed to James Madison. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> ironic. That is ironic. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So Cat Sandercock was originally committed to James Madison, and then Palin Arnold came in. She transferred from Tennessee, and then Danielle Watson came in and she transferred from Louisville. So it, it was just it was a little it was very interesting to me to see the flow of that game and a player like Daniel Watson close the door on Alabama that isn't that wasn't the pitcher that I had in mind to to slam the door on Alabama you can't win games if you don't score runs and Florida State absolutely shut, shut down Alabama twice I mean I, yes they scored five runs yesterday but when you're up big you can kind of throw strikes and let your team get outs and sometimes runs are going to score that happens yeah. but in in both baseball softball any any sport like that but this what I was more su- surprised about and I'm sure everyone else was was how well Florida State hit Montana fouls I mean is that why she didn't pitch on Wednesday or, or I'm sorry on on Sunday, Sunday? yeah you know was there or was there an obvious you know they have they may have a, a beat owner i don't know but uh it, it was pretty tough to watch the first three innings of that yeah but i i put out a tweet yesterday the sixth run that florida state scored was a play at the plate mm-hmm. and she was out out plate she was out i will agree with you there she was out so, if that call was made properly, they don't score again that inning. That's true. And now we're talking about a completely different ball game because now Florida State only has five runs instead of six. Now you're looking at a five-five ball game, possibly. But I mean, it is what it is because softball doesn't have instant replay, and honestly, I don't know when it will. Although it absolutely should for the Women's College World Series. There's plenty of camera angles. There's plenty of opportunity. The College World Series has it in the, on the men's side. So no reason for the Women's College World Series not to have that option at least. Yeah, they're going to say it comes down to money, right? They're going to say, well, it's too expensive to get all of that equipment for instant replay. And uh, we're already talking about a tournament that's running half the amount of time as the men's tournament. So are they really going to go out of their way? No. No, they're not. <laughs> now, l- 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 let me ask you this. As com- 
as far as that Florida State Alabama game? Because I mentioned this yesterday. I thought because of the delay that Florida State actually had the advantage against Alabama because they didn't have to come back and play later that day, whereas had it been a normal tournament, there would have been two games that day, and Florida State would have had to face Montana Fouts after sitting and waiting all day long and being a little bit more tired. Do you feel like that's an accurate statement, that they were able to to get a little rest and that was an advantage for them? I do, because you're talking about a Florida State team that played in the middle of the night the night before, Mm -hmm. and then they would have had to do that again because the way that the schedule was made ahead of time, you play, it's basically the if necessary games, it turns the day into a quadruple header if both of them need an an if game and when Florida State won the first game, it pushed both games to the next day because they finally realized that they couldn't have the same team play in the middle of the night again. <laughs> I don't know. I'm very, you know, a lot of people talk about talk about that during the week. Um, why, why softball was playing multiple games in a day? Why are they playing in the middle of the night? I mean, we grew up playing that way. Yep. I can't tell you how many times we play in a tournament where we're playing four or five six games on an, if we're coming through the loser's bracket in one day. And then if there is a delay, and most of the time there is because you're not you're not going to stay on schedule in a tournament ever, and you're going to end up playing late at night. So it's what it's what we're used to. It's not, you know, we don't need, Supple doesn't need five days of rest between starts. You know, look at look at what these pitchers are doing. They come in. Odyssey Alexander threw with what was that stat? Some ridiculous number of pitches. It was 1067. over one thousand sixty-seven. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like no baseball pitcher is going to throw that in a week. Sixty-four point uh, two of her team's seventy-three innings. That's like a whole season for a baseball pitcher, <laughs> right? <laughs> So, so that said, Marin, and we're on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Marin Angus of Running Poles Podcast. With that said, that softball players are used to that type schedule. Why are we complaining? Who's complaining? I have. I don't understand why we are complaining. I don't think. I don't think any. I don't think players and coaches were complaining. I don't. I think it was a. Well, to me, if if the players and the coaches aren't bothered by it, let's play ball. Why should anybody else be? I agree. I mean, if it's too if it's too late for you to stay up and watch, go to bed like I did Friday night. Yeah. (laughs) You know, but um, if it's a TV thing, if the participants aren't bothered by it, then. I don't know why anybody else should be. Well, that is exactly what I'm saying. It's a TV thing. Yeah. TV controls everything. Right. Exactly. That That's the issue. Because now what we're looking at, that we've got some complaining already coming up. Because the schedule was pushed back a day, you're looking at a possible, if necessary, game for the national championship at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. In the middle of the afternoon. 
because because they've got something NBA, else on Thursday night. NBA because the NBA has a doubleheader on ESPN that night. TV controls everything. This is this is not this is not a this is I mean it's not complaining by the the players. Yeah, it's like you said, TV controls everything, which comes back down to why the bracket looks the way it does. Exactly. Now, on the other side of the bracket, Oklahoma did exactly what they had to do. Uh, I don't think anybody expected them to have to go through the loser's bracket to do it, but they're exactly where they're supposed to be. Now, <laughs> James Madison might beg to differ, but go ahead. I mean, they lost two out of three, So, and Oklahoma's the number one team in the country. They're, they were supposed to be there. That Everybody in the country said Oklahoma's supposed to be in the championship game. That's why they were the number one seed. I get that. But you cannot – discount the way that James Madison put their program on the map. Oh, for sure. There's still the talk of the tournament. They're not even playing anymore. Exactly. We're going to we we're going to go into this national championship, the start of the national championship series tonight. And I think we're going to probably hear more about Odyssey Alexander than we are about D. Juarez or than we are about Pat Sanders' talk because Odyssey Alexander, basically, she turned that tournament on its head and invited in an audience that typically doesn't watch. And, 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 I'm, I'm, and let me stop yeah. you just a second, Marion, because this is something that I've thought about. How does the NCAA, how does the sport of softball build on that because odyssey is a redshirt senior she's done she's played her last game at the collegiate level which means that she has pretty well maxed out her exposure but how does the sport and how does the ncaa build on that audience that she brought in this week you've got to be willing to put other schools in the spotlight because that's that's what happens when when you get a tournament like this and you you get a run from a team like james madison they they're opening doors for other conferences for other schools for the longest time we've talked about the power five programs and louisiana lafayette for and James Madison for a, for a good while now with Megan Good and Jalen Ford, uh, but they could never get out of Super Regional. And now you're looking at you're, you're looking at just on social media. You're looking at girls that are wanting to go to James Madison, and it gives these kids opportunity now to see that hey, you know what? Maybe I don't need to go to Oklahoma. Maybe I don't need to go to Oklahoma State. Maybe I don't need to go to Tennessee. You don't know this, Marin, but you just made the same argument that everybody who's in favor of expanding the college football playoffs has made for the last four years. Um, so, just <laughs> F- I think FYI. she's. I think she's also made a recruiting pitch for about eighty percent of the college softball coaches in the country. That's exactly right. I mean, that's 100%. what Odyssey did. 
Odyssey yeah. is, the, is she is the the the, the golden child. child. She is the golden child of those eighty percent of coaches. Like, hey, you could be her. Right. And and you don't have to go to Florida State. You don't have to go to Alabama and sit behind Montana. You don't have to go to Cat Carter. You know Georgia or wherever else. Yeah. You can yeah. go somewhere. Come and build something instead of going and being a part of something. That and I I will give that pitch all day long. Why why would you rather go be a part of something that maybe you're you won't be remembered for, or you can go down as a legend? I mean, there there are only so many uh, Jenny Finches and Lauren Chamberlains in the world. Right. 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 And who 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 supersede and transcend the program success as individuals. Mm-hmm. But Odyssey Alexander is the face of James Madison and she's not even the first good pitcher they've had. Like right. you just said, she, I mean she came in and built on, you know, they had built a program there. Right. She's just the one who got them over the top, and if you can be the one to get get them over the top, you become a household name, and that's that's pretty cool. Well, and I'm just going to tell you that that play that she made on that squeeze, that's that's a that is an s that's an SB award winning play. It's one of the best plays. I, I that's I can't think of a better play that I've seen in baseball or softball at any level. Just when you combine the athleticism and the IQ that it took right. to make that play. I mean, that's that's a legend making a legendary play. That's big players making big plays in big games. That's it. You know. And, and to have the awareness to get up after that and find the trail, and find the the runner. trail runner. Yep. To find the runner. That was it, – it's just – it goes to show that there are some – there's value in players who only play high school ball. There you go. There you yeah. go. I mean, yeah. if you can play, they'll find you. That's not always the case, but it wasn't hers, and I certainly am thankful for it because I am this is, happy yeah. to have watched her. I feel like this also opens the door for another conversation that we can have later down the line and get into details about it. But there are states that surround Tennessee that play high school softball in the fall. And that gives college coaches a chance to go out and watch you play I'm tr- for your high school team. I'm advocating for swapping volleyball and softball. Volleyball oh, in the spring. Yeah. See? 100%. See? I have someone on my side, Mo. Oh, you got a lot of folks on your side. <laughs> I think there's a lot of folks on the other side, too. Yeah. So. I'm just saying. You because put- you, you look at you look at Georgia – They've got one of the best high school softball tournaments in the country, and it's in the fall. And it's, it is an audience full of college coaches. There, there are high school athletic administrators that would tell you we're not here for college athletics. And I know one of them pretty well. So um, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting scenario. It's an in- interesting conversation, um, and it's probably one that needs to be had. But um, I guess I'm just a traditionalist. I don't know. 
Like, um, well, and like I it, said, it, it, it depends it on what the tradition change. is. Yeah. It, it does. It requires change, but change is sometimes a good thing. You can look at, there's a story that Patrick Murphy told about Montana Fouts playing up in Grayson, Kentucky, and where her high school field was and how he had to drive down a gravel road to get there. But he went to go watch her play in a high school game because he had the time to do it. That's where you find out about the kids playing at home. You're not going to find out about the kids playing an, an exposure tournament in Colorado for a couple innings just to, to show a college coach their swing. I mean, so I believe that if, if high school athletics are about the well-being of the student-athlete, and maybe it is time for change. Maybe it is. We will certainly have that conversation ongoing, I have a feeling. <laughs> yeah, Aaron, no doubt. Thank you so much for uh, hanging out with us. Uh, tell us a little bit about this week's podcast on running polls because you have a fantastic special guest joining you. Yes, I am so excited. So we will have Casey Stangle joining us this week, who is the director of operations for the Vanderbilt football team. But she has this unique perspective because she played in the Women's College World Series with Washington and then was on staff with Vanderbilt at the College World Series in Omaha. So when we see these comparisons online right now about the women's and the men's, why not just go directly to a source who's played and participated in both? So we will have Casey Stengel on this week, and we will hopefully get that edited and out to the public tomorrow. There you go. Wherever you get your podcast, check it out. Running Polls Podcast at Running Polls Pod at Marin underscore Angus to follow her. Uh, make sure to do both of those. Again, Marin, thanks so much for hanging out with us. Thanks for having me. Hopefully, I can come back before we have a national champion. We'll see. Um, again, Marin Angus on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline joining us on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. We're Thank you for listening to the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today special guest podcast brought to you by Parks Motor Sales. Don't forget to listen each day live 9 to 11 a.m. on WKOM 1017 FM in Columbia. Also visit our website sm-tnsports.com for more local sports coverage in Southern Middle Tennessee.